I thought you were kicking us off. <laughs> I did last time, so I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to another uh, whatever this is mid mitten gaming <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm your host? Question mark uh, Jeff. GM Jeff. He doesn't know where he is. I, I clearly don't. I was drinking water, so. <laughs> and then, uh. Spiked one. And then, uh, with me is, uh. Your daily dose, dose of vitamin C. God, <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Um, so, uh, today we're gonna do another faction overview. I'm also, I'm not gonna edit out that intro. That's just gonna be our intro. Just so you know. That's terrible. All right. Uh, but before we go into the demons of Carillon, let's do a little bit of hobby progress. So, Jeff, how have things been going for you? It's been a minute. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, they've been going pretty well, I think. I've been getting a lot of progress done on some World War II Germans that I'm over here painting on commission. So that's been fun. Uh, and they're coming out nice, which is good, and the client is super excited about them, so all that's great. And then I have finally primed my Adepticon army, most of it, and started to paint some of it. Very nice. We're excited to see that. I'm excited to see it, too. <laughs> yeah. If, if it I ever don't even done. know what it is. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, so yeah, I've kind of been doing that. Also, we had a paint class recently. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeff ran the paint class with. Uh, it is not mid mitten. It is mid Michigan miniatures. So check out that out. We tag it in the podcast all the time. But it is his commission painting. And uh, if you need commission painting, check it out. But he did a paint class at our local game store. It was a really fun time. You know, we all learned a lot, and I think it, a lot of people enjoyed it. I think you had about nine, ten people. Yeah, we had uh, nine or so of us there, and it was a lot of fun to do and help people learn how to paint. And everybody, I would say, I would say that everybody had marked improvement on their painting skills from the time they came in till the time they left. Everybody was able to improve in some way or another. So, looking to do a 2.0 class on uh, December 4th. Yeah, definitely will be a good time. Hopefully, I'll be able to make, make that one. But, um, that being uh, said, uh, my hobby progress, uh, mostly I got to do that with a little bit of practice. I was late, so not as much for his paint class, but uh, I've been working on my Kazarik and I've been really enjoying the basing. Honestly, that's like the thing that's been kept me going. I've been trying to work on my painting with them, highlighting and stuff, taking it kind of slow, but uh, the basing's been really fun. I've been really enjoying the ice weapons and ice basing, and so that's kind of been the fun enough the thing that I, I can get a small win and it's kind of kept me alive there <laughs> with my yeah. hobby progress because i'm like man this looks really good and i'm it wasn't complicated this is great <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just got to do that in the hobby to just kind of get a win and reinvigorate that portion of it because it can it can be wearing sometimes you know but that's another episode also uh coming up on november 20th so less than a month away we are hosting a tournament our first like tournament in two years you know other than gt um at next level espresso and so you guys can come on in and all uh your entry fee i think we're doing five bucks so your whole entry fee goes to prize support and so that's kind of fun plus the coffee's great and that that promises to be a really fun time yeah so if you can go to that please do it's going to be 275 gold and um if you're a new player and you don't quite have that yet 
reach out to the community because I'm sure there's someone out there that you can borrow that points from, uh, models from. Uh, it's a good community. Even myself, I'm very willing to let you borrow something. Um, you know, as long as it's at the shop there, and uh, you can have a good time playing in the tournament. So, absolutely. Cool. Well. So with that. We will talk about the demons of Carillon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. You know how I say everything is fantastic and that's like my catchphrase? Right? No, I've never noticed. Yeah. Yours is with that. That's your catchphrase. Yes. It's my old English showing. <laughs> is it your homeschool showing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my homeschool. Furthermore, <laughs> oh my gosh! So with that, we're going to uh, talk about the demons of Carillon Freeband here. Go ahead. Um, so honorable mention: the Dark Grove demons. They are demons, and one of the models is in the starter set. But we are not going to talk about them in this episode. They are kind of their own separate niche fighting they're, force. They're really their own faction. And in fact, uh, John mentioned to me offhandedly that. They need to get a their own symbol as well because they really are their own faction. Air quotes. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go over just the the basic demons here. But um, definitely, if you guys want to hear an episode on them, let us know. Put it in the comments. Let us know, and we will do that because uh, I heard somebody won, won a tournament with them and uh, didn't know the rules very well. So we might want to review that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we could but, review uh, for that guy. He's kind of a dipstick. Yeah, so. for sure. So without further ado, we are going to talk about number <laughs> uno on the list here, and that is the big, the bad, uh, Zalakar. He comes in at a speed of six, a D12 Mar. His wonderful weapon is a Kranara? Is that how you say it, Jeff? Yes. So, yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, D10 plus one. That weapon has um, heavy, is that right? Yeah, so heavy is if you uh, don't have a strength of, I think, D10 or D12, um, you're minus one to hit with it. All right, it has sweep, and then what's the last one there? Mighty. And Might, mighty. Minus one to uh, parry attempts against this weapon. So if you're trying to parry this guy, you're minus one to that attempt. Because it's like an anime with this giant weapons going down. Are you serious, um, man? It's like a big freaking butcher cleaver thing. Yeah, I just meant like an anime where they like hit yeah. you with the powerful attack and you're just like, Ooh, and then you have a sleeves are for some reason. Well, I was thinking the ones where they got like the sword that's like ten times bigger than the person. Zenbatsu, yeah. And they're wielding it one-handed. Right from hours of training. Anyway, uh, defense of five or four. Sorry, defense four. No range attack. AV four. Um, life points five. Ugh. This guy is the uh, most life points of any leader in the game so far. Discipline D twelve, which is standard for leaders. And then I'm going to talk about the faction ability, and Jeff is going to talk about his special abilities because they are numerous. Uh, he probably has the most special abilities out of any leader, and you'll find out when we talk about the cost. But uh, the demons have, from beyond, a free band led by a Zalikar, must substitute demon attack from any for any scenario that includes witch gates. So it's very situational. 
Um, they also have a sub ability, in my opinion, and kind of in Jeff's, I think. But they are able to ignore Hero's Honor because they demons. They don't care. So um, that's kind of a ability in itself. So, you know, that's what the. So, yep. Although they're yeah. not as good as the bandits' here, uh, ability to ignore Hero's Honor. Yeah, not as good, but it, it's a bonus that they get. Yeah, kind of. Well, because the anybody fighting them also doesn't have to abide to Hero's Honor. Yeah, for demons, exactly. So, so there you go. So, this guy, th this is the Azalekar, and uh, his special abilities are leader. Go figure. So, that's your standard, like, plus one to ability tests, an extra life point, etc. He is fearsome. So, when you contact him, you need to pass a disc test, or minus two die levels to your melee attack on the turn that you uh, touch each other. Um, he has assault. Go in context. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has assault, <laughs> assault uh, which is uh, on a turn that he charges, he gets to he has advantage on melee attack rolls. So he gets to roll twice and pick the result that he wants. Um, Die hard two. I can do that one because I know that one. Uh, <laughs> make an endurance test seven. And guess what his endurance stat is? D14. Is a fifty percent chance of flexing wound twice. Uh, Not the same wound though. Little higher than that, but yep. And then, uh, so he gets to do that twice per turn. He has enraged. Never actually seen anybody use this ability. I'd be interested. Uh, enraged says if he fails a discipline test, he can voluntarily lose a life point. He cannot die hard this or prevent it in any other way. So he voluntarily loses a life point to negate the failed morale test. So that's fun for him. It's really good, too, I feel like, because with the five life points, it's like, oh, hopefully he'll fail his test and run away. Uh, nope. We'll just, you know, take a wound and call it good. You got to survive. You got to beat him first. Uh, he also has Bone Crusher, which pairs very nicely with Assault. Uh, Bone Crusher is um, on... Uh, your uh, critical threshold for hits, your critical hit threshold, there we go, is a threshold 5 instead of a threshold 10. So he uh, he crits like crazy, especially on the charge. Speaking of charges, he also has Bull Rush, because Fearsome wasn't enough. Uh, bull Rush on the turn that he charges... And if he makes if he uh, makes contact with you, you have to make a um, opposed strength test. And if he wins, you are minus two die levels to your uh, mar. If he crits you, you get knocked down. He's rolling a d12 for that. Uh, here's a negative one. He's a large target, so his range defense is minus one. So you only need a three to hit him with ranged. He is a demon, and that includes a bunch of stuff. Let's see what stuff demon includes. So, I can pull that up while you do microgate uh, if you want. I already got it. You are a creature of Carillon. Certain game effects will limit or benefit you because you have this talent. Hero's Honor does not apply to you as attacker or defender. There you go. Uh, microgate allows him to poop out uh, little scrocks, which we'll talk <laughs> about later. Book. 
It's just no, uh, no, you can you may leave off in the counter area any number of demons with a recruiting cost of eight gold or less. At the start of each activation, if you're ready, you may place one of these demons in contact with you. No more than one demon may be placed each well, with each micro gate, and the demon may not be placed within one inch of an enemy. So, uh, just bear in mind, you have to do that before you move. You cannot do it after you move. It has to happen before. You have to be ready. Yeah, ready means you can't be knocked down, restrained. There's like a few things that prevent you from being yeah, ready. Yeah, not panic, prone, stunned, or restrained. There you go. Um, then he also has magic resistance four. So this means the TN, if a spell would affect him, the TN to cast that spell, or if you're putting like the AOE over him or a cone over him, something like that, the TN to cast that spell is plus four. Yeah, or so or you take a negative so four to the casting roll. It's one or the other. I can't remember yeah. which. And if it's, it's a negative melee, four, it's worse. Yeah, uh, Yeah, it, you take a negative four to the casting test. So yeah, that's that makes it easier for your opponent to dispel your casting result. Now, uh, as a fun fact, if you are playing in a Zalakar and you want to cast a spell on him, like Blur... Um, you are minus four to your casting roll as well. Yeah, because he don't care. He's like, yeah, he has, he has. Alexar Badger don't care about magic. He don't yeah. need it. He has that. So, now that we've talked about him and his exceptional, exceptionalness, how about uh, you touch on Morky Mork and the Funky Bunch over there? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So more cool. Uh, more mo cruel is speed 7, and this is like the monster hands guy. Uh, this speed is their caster for demons. He's the guy that looks kind of like death from uh, Scrooge and uh, some weird crab thing, goat lobster <laughs> with his hands. I don't know what those are. I don't he's know real. He's are. real. I think he's a really creepy monster. Oh, the Azalakar, by the way, comes in at 50 gold. So the Mokru oh. um, is speed 7. Now this is their caster. Keep that in mind. He is Mar D10. He has D8 plus 1 for his damage. So this, like, is not... Don't think you're... Oh, he's the caster. I'm going to go kick his butt. That ain't happening. He is defense 4. That's normal. Armor value 4. Not normal. He does only have the two life points. He is a discipline of D8. Now, some unique things with him is he has his uh, magic that he casts. He only rolls a D8 to cast it. That's all his car is. But he does shadow sorcery. And I'll... Uh, so sorcery, if your magic is sorcery, you count as both um, energy and spirit magic for all purposes. So any enemy trying to counterspell you has to pay an additional gold because you count as energy as you know, as well as spirit. So you're opposed. Um, and so that's that's kind of a fun thing about sorcery. Uh, now he does also only have ten power. Uh, he has an a, ability called Wraith, where uh, if he is hit with an attack, he can attempt a spirit test, and he can do this twice per turn. He can attempt a spirit test. Target number is a seven. If he passes it, um, the attack is negated. So if I roll a 75 to hit this guy, he rolls a spirit test, TN7, and the attack is negated. 
unless you're using a magic weapon. Yeah, so, magical yeah. attacks he can't wraith through. Yeah, um, magic weapon, magical attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, an attack is magical. So like, if you buff an attack, it's magical. So if you give a guy uh, fortify for plus two die levels mar, the attack is magical. If you have an item that increases Mar damage. Yep, something like that. He also has float, so he ignores a lot of terrain and kind of just floats around. He's a demon of Carillon. He rolls a d12 for his spirit, and he has strength d10. And an interesting thing for that d12 spirit, his discipline is a d8 plus one for fear and morale checks. I think one thing that people miss on him, too, because your car is a d8, your counterspell range is eight eight so that's important um to keep in mind uh if you're counterspelling with him you do not have that range he's very i would consider him uh i don't know he's kind of a good toolbox i don't know but we'll get to that when we talk about tactics more in a minute i guess yeah he's totally yeah he's totally toolboxy i like him a lot yeah plus he's he's creepy monster hands man gosh yeah he is um so with that uh that there it is the there's your catchphrase yeah furthermore uh, <laughs> uh i guess I, let's talk about yeah. the uh sorry ad here i'm gonna let jeff do that because i'm gonna talk about the followers because i like the scrap so sorry yeah so. sorry ad is uh is part of the dark grove faction as well so she is speed seven mar d10 uh claw d8 damage and then uh, she also has a RAR ranged attack rating of a D10. Uh, and she shoots her Thorny Vines. They do a D6 damage. They have Entangle, which is kind of fun. Um, it does a thing. You'd think I'd know this, but uh, if the target is on the same size or smaller base and is hit with this weapon, they have to pass an Agility Test 5. If they fail, they're minus 2 defense. Nice. If the agility test is failed by 4+, or in other words, you know, if they target, uh, they are restrained instead. If you crit, instead of auto-spiking damage, the TN for the agility test is plus 2 for each level of crit. And according to World Anvil, it also does a flame token. But that's (laughs) not true. <laughs> oh, please, there, please. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't do that. Uh, the nice part about these thorny vines is they are thrown weapons with yeah, a three OP six nine there. range. <laughs> Love it, so you can charge a guy and chuck I a thorny it. vine at him. You can run at a guy and chuck a thorny vine. Or at him. they can charge you and you chuck a thorny vine at him. If you aren't uh, checking thorny vines, then you're doing some wrong. <laughs> it's basically what yeah. it boils down You to. get a thorny vine. You get a thorny vine. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, she's defense 5. Very nice. Armor value 3. She's got 2 life points. Discipline of D10. Uh, she has dodge 2 with an agility of D12. Very nice. Uh, she has beguile. I will talk about that later when I use it. Um, she has disguise. So it's a TN7 <laughs> to even see... Uh, if she is an enemy or not. And then she can sergeant around the dryads if they're around. Uh, she can move through... Uh, she's arboreal, so she can move through woods and whatnot pretty easily. And she is a demon. Apparently she also has a spirit of D12. I'm not sure if that's correct. Before we forget to, Morkrill was 40 gold and she is 41. So you're going to notice a theme here. The heroes and demon 
They cost they're, a ton. They're so <laughs> expensive. All right, that's so he, why, because they're good. Yeah, so here's what Beguile is. is he, she's kind of a pseudo-caster. Um, she rolls... She can cast a spell if she wants to. It is. It follows all the normal restrictions for spellcasting. Uh, special action, etc., etc. But it doesn't cost any power. It does count as a one-power spirit spell for the purpose of dispelling. Um, normal ranges and everything like that. She rolls a D12 car to cast this thing. If it goes off, the target has to make a... I think it's a spirit test. 90% sure it's a spirit test. Spirit test uh, 5. If they fail it, the only type of movement action they can take is hold. They cannot cast, counterspell, move, conduct ranged attacks, take actions, change facing, or react. A target you beguile may not attack or count as pylon against the beguiler, the one who did the beguile. Um, and... Uh, when you normally when you do a special action or cast a spell or something, you lose disguise, but you do not lose the benefits of disguise when employing beguile. Yes, <sighs> she's nasty. Set it on fire. That's what she should do. Well, yeah, she is a whopping forty-one gold, so she is very, very expensive. But um, she's very toolboxy. She can do a lot. <laughs> Dang, Ash. She can do make your day sad. All right, talk about followers. All right, so also uh, that that's all the heroes in the box. Uh, as you can see, they're very point heavy, so this one's a little bit different than normal. But um, now we're going to talk about the followers. So you in the box get two scrats and scrats. They are speed seven, d six mar, d six bite. Defense 4, AV 2, 1 life point. Discipline D4, so you're not going first most of the time. Uh, they are Demon, Animal, and Expendable. They also cost a whopping 5 gold. Now, uh, Expendable, what that says here is um, no uh, friend takes a morale test due to them being dropped, so demons don't care if they die. They also only count as half of a life point for and against free brand free band breaking so you gotta kill two of these to count as a full life point uh towards free band break also we talked about the witch gate or micro gate earlier these things qualify for it that's why they're fun they're actually they look like a combination between a weird horse and something else i don't i don't know they're kind of like a little four-legged gremlin yeah that's a good way to put it with like hoof hands anyway um they uh they're probably the only demon model I like my favorite one because the rest of them are kind of just too creepy. But these guys is kind of funny. They just kind of have these little foreheads look like little Cleons. They're, Dobby's not creepy. <laughs> yeah, yes, he is. All right. Uh, so, but that's kind of all they do. They're just there to get in the way. But I have seen them take down followers before, and it's very weird. And you're like, it, there's cheering in the streets when that happens. But, um, yeah, on the streets of Caroline. And the final follower, <laughs> Doobie, <laughs> uh, is uh, Borgot. Or, uh, yeah. I, we, man, we say these guys' names all wrong all the time. I'm like, is that what really? Uh, speed 7, D8 Mar. He has a bite with a D6, and it gets venomous. 
which we've talked about here before. <laughs> he has defense four, two AV, one life point. Discipline D6, so a little bit better. Uh, demon special rule again. And now he, this guy has infiltrate. So uh, he's a fast little moving little punk. He can get in there and do some damage, especially with the D8 Mar. Cost nine gold. And uh, yeah, he kind of looks a little bit like a scary Dobby or something, but um, the Alakazar took his, sh his shirt, so that's. He's, he's subscribed to him now. But. <laughs> sock! He took his sock! No, this guy's got little socks on. He just. Uh, he, the model has no shirt, so. Okay, there you go. Anyway, anyway so that, that's the starter set there. We call um, we call him Dobby up here, but it's a Borgat. Sorry, John. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill us. All right. Uh, <laughs> so now we're going to kind of talk about some models right. that you might want to go to after the starter box here. Yep. And so uh, the one I picked is the Zarfanex. This is a uh, like water type demon thing. Um, and uh, it's a ranged hero. <laughs> it's a murloc. Um, so, anyway, Sarfanax here. Speed zero. That's right. Speed zero. Has no speed. Doesn't move. This is not a typo. It's speed zero. He sits there and flop. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's a uh, magic card. You splash. <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> kind of is, isn't he? I never thought about that. <laughs> His water ability. Okay, anyway. Anyway, so, uh, Mar D8. Claw D8. Rar D10, Watery Blast. Uh, it's going to do a D8 damage. It is a 2-inch AoE. It is a magical attack that is a 10, 20, 30 for the range band there. So, so you this don't is, care about no Wraith. So this is one of the two uh, models in the game, outside of casters, that have a blast uh, area of effect uh, attack. So 2-inch AoE there. Um, and AOEs, if you hit the main target, the targets hit. If you miss, they scatter six d6 inches in a d8 direction. So you roll the d8, and that points to an area, and that's the where it goes in that many inches. And then Almost. anybody under the template has to make yeah, a say. <laughs> agility <laughs> five. Yeah, agility five test or uh, get hit by it. Uh, and if they pass it, they don't get hit. Yeah. So people what? miss that a lot they forget that oh because i hit i hit it's like no the other models they still get their agility test but the hit model does not get it if he's hit if he's hit if you don't hit him and it scatters even if the template's still over him he gets to make an agility test yep or if it goes over your models <laughs> they get agility test. that's right anyway danger close um so uh he's gonna be defense five armor value four with two life points and a discipline of a D8. He's got dodge one with a D12. All these demons have spirit. He's got spirit D10. Um, he is a marksman, so that means if he doesn't move, he gets to roll twice and pick the higher result. He has a speed of zero. So... Uh, he's always, he's always pick, uh, rolling twice and picking the higher result. Um, amphibious, so he can. Yeah, I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm, water. Yeah, and I'm thinking. 
how the okay. rules work. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I am. I am. Mm, all right, hold up. Let's open these two. So we're going to read Amphibious really, or Marksman really quick. If you are stationary and not engaged, you have advantage on your ranged attack test. Cannot be combined with rapid fire. His other and thing is phase shift, phase shift six. So if ready, as a maneuver action during your activation, you may be placed up to X inches away from your current position. For the purposes of reactions only, this is treated as a break-off. If the location in which you are to be placed is not in line of sight, you must pass a spirit test or select the hold action instead. If you, uh, in a campaign, advancement or injury that would otherwise alter your speed alters the X of phase shift instead. So this guy's phase shift 6. Uh, placed is not movement, so he'd still be stationary. I was hoping, but this is a maneuver action. Anyway. Yeah, well that we can clarify. We don't play him enough to know, but that's a good, uh, uh, good I, observation there, because to me it sounds like he'd get marksman every time. I, I think he I think he does get marksman every time. He comes in at thirty one gold, so he just sits there and like blasts away and can teleport around. Now, as a fun fact, if you do engage this guy in melee and this guy loses the melee, which he is not a melee character, um he <laughs> he runs away uh a D four inches. And so if you choose to pursue him, you will one hundred percent catch him. If he fails the discipline check, if yeah. He, which is a D8 plus one because he's got that up spirit. But uh, if he fails that, uh, yep, he, he runs away and you will catch in murder. So Yeah, and he'll be a sad uh, magic card. Um, yeah, he'll be the, a sad magic card. So the mob I picked, uh, that, that'll give you a really good kind of ranged option. There's a lot of other you know stuff we'll kind of touch on a little bit. But I think one of the first pickups you should always get for demons is the Vin, Vintarks. Second. Uh, I second what you just said. It should be the first model you pick up. I got the starter pack, Vintarks. It's a second. Yeah, Vint, I feel like maybe two Vintarks would be my pickup after the starter pack. I, I, I think mean, you should pick honest. up five. Oh my gosh, that'd be a really good list, but let's not go there right now. But um, the Ventarx is speed 5, D10 Mar with 2 claw attacks at a D8, defense 5, 3 AV, 2 life points, D8 disc. So, so far you're like, oh, yeah, I don't get it. And here's where, here's where it gets good. So he's got a fly of low, uh, speed 10, which we've touched on fly, I think, a little bit. But fly is just, man, it's just so good of an ability. Um, with fly, they cannot be intercepted by models that do not have fly. Uh, if you are ready, you may choose this talent when making any type of movement. Um, you must choose fly when you panic, etc., etc. But you can ignore impassable terrain as long as you don't end in it. Um, they um, they just have a lot of good stuff. Now, keep in mind when fly is employed, you may not pick up or transfer items. Um, but what you can do is fly over to it, pick it up, and then fly away. So it takes a little longer, but they don't really care because they can't get intercepted by non-flying models. Uh, flying models also automatically pass climb and jump tests as though they had rolled a critical success. Um, there's some other stuff that does not change line of sight uh, for um, position purposes i'm sorry uh, let's see change your position for line of sight purposes and then um when employing this talent um you also count as fast 
and stuff like that. So, um, sorry, there was a lot there with fly. Uh, you have to declare it. I think that's important to note. Um, declaring your actions is like the premise of the entire Free Blades game. If you make a run, you should be declaring that. And in fact, most of the time, if you have tokens for charges, those kind of things, you should be putting that down there. But it's very important you declare fly because if you do not declare fly, I can still intercept that model and you're only doing a maneuver. Um, and so declaring your actions is very important um, as a little side premise there. Uh, next up on his list, he has hit and run. If you are ready, this model may be employed immediately after a melee combat in which you took part and has been completely resolved. On a successful agility test, plus one to the target number for each enemy engaged with you after the first, you may conduct a movement that is in every way similar to a breakoff action and must conform to all its restrictions, with the exception that this is a post-combat ability. Note that this is not a movement action, so it does not trigger reactions uh, or um, you know any kind of movement effects. But basically, if he survives a combat um, and he's ready, he can... Make that check with plus one per additional enemy engaged and potentially fly away again. Um, and that's really nice. Uh, he's got with the maneuverability and stuff this thing has. It's just phenomenal. Um, other than that, he does have the demon special rule as well. And he has um, scout, which we've talked about already. Includes infiltrate. Gives you some scouting points, agility D10, spirit D10. As Jeff said, the spirit on these guys is crazy. And then he has Nimble too. Nimble is you gain plus X defense if you moved during this activation. Um, so that is really good. Um, he can gain plus two defense if he moved. Now, does that count for fly, Jeff? Yep. yep. What it doesn't count for is if you countercharge or intercept or react and do a reaction move. You do not get nimble. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, that I did not know. So, uh, what if what if you started on hold and then you did a hit and run? Would you? No, if you start on hold, you are holding. You're not moving. ready. I mean, okay, yep. Yeah. Sorry, I meant ready, but yeah. The, the only way if if you it's your turn, you activate the model and move the model. Nimble triggers. If it's your opponent's turn and you act and you do the something with the model, then but with a reaction, nimble does not trigger. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, the reason I chose this guy though is, apart from just being an awesome pickup, uh, he could be an objective runner. He can be so many things. Um, I think the model's really cool. Kind of looks like a dragon and a gargoyle mixed a little bit. Maybe like a Drake or something. I don't know. It's like a dragon and a gargoyle had a baby. Drogoyle, yep. Drogoyle. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, with a nice hair going on there. Yeah, his name is actually Ven Tarks. That's like last Ven, last name Tarks. So they got it. <laughs> yeah, we, we call him Ventrax for some reason. I have no idea why, but. It's my fault. I don't read things <laughs> carefully enough. Yeah, there you go. Um, So those, those are like kind of the first ones i think the godarl is definitely a good special mention here i think godarl is just an awesome hero for this very situational allows you some ranged um jeff let's if, talk just a if second you like there. the tactics good well if you like the hulk and you just want clobbering time uh you could bring zacharlash and carbazol uh both of those guys are just um 
grinding machines. Yeah, they just smash the crap. Yeah, the car was you know, the car was all is just four life points. It's just rough. It is if it's on the field, you're just like no thanks. I don't want to. Go. I don't want to fight you. Um. So some tech tactics are you already mentioned uh ventarks um these are great objective runners guys uh they're also huge board threats um and so you can really freak your opponent out by putting them out there to do stuff and things with them and so uh they're they're just a fear causing unit not they don't cause fear in the game but they cause psychological fear in your opponent and then um they can move their 10 inches up to an objective, pick it up that same turn, and the next turn they can run 20 inches off the board with it. So these guys are and like nothing. Terrain doesn't matter. Nothing matters to them because they're flying. Well, if they if they use fly though, they have to. It has to be at the end to pick it up. So they have to land and then pick it up. So just keep that in mind. Yep. So because it, it says when flying you can't pick up nothing. So that's. That's really good for the Ventarks um, as a tactic. Uh, the Zalakar, you know, you kind of want him to go up the middle, but don't be stupid with him because he can get shot off the board pretty easy. Um, you know, be smart with him. Uh, don't forget that his big weapon has sweep. That's pretty sweet there. Uh, we didn't talk about the Morkul's list at all. Uh, everybody likes Shadow Mind. Spirit Test 6, if it fails, the target makes all attacks against itself. So, you know, you can look at that. But generally a turn 1 cast for the... At least turn 1, if not turn 1 and turn 2, is uh, Gloom for the more cool. It uh, gives a 12-inch bubble that puts you and everyone within 12 inches into Gloom. And it moves with you. So, like, uh, Gloom radiates out from the caster there. Gloom is minus one die level Mar, and everybody in Gloom gets concealment. Also, uh, line of sight going into or through an area of Gloom cannot be traced further than 18 inches. So this is a huge nerf to shooting armies, or like free bands that are doing a lot of shooting pew-pews. So Gloom is a I great one. Shooting poses a threat to them sometimes, because... So it's good to have that shooting shooting list can be hurtful for demons. Yes, uh, because they generally don't have super good defensive tactics against it or uh, super high AV. Although they do some yeah, like the Skether, but... the Skether has pretty good uh, shooting defense. I think it's mostly shooting is good against them because um, they. It ignores a lot of their abilities that only apply to melee, like Bone Crusher, Fearsome. A lot of their stuff is melee, you know, focused. Yep. So, yep. So that's good. Uh, against them, I I can give some tactics to fight against them because everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's Alcar. Uh, you could always, if you have somebody that's in range to charge a Ventarx, give it a charge. It doesn't get its nimble that turn. That's a way to like get rid of that. Um. The other thing that you can do uh, with flying, this is flying models in general, is if there's a model you don't want to get charged, put one of your models that you don't mind getting charged in front of it. Because the charge has to go in a straight line, right? And so uh, if they can't land there because you have that model there, they can't go there. 
So, and, you know, don't put it right in front. Just put it, because they have a big base, just figure out their base and mm -hmm. you can put a little area of denial the model, down. The model in front will also block line of sight, so they can't announce the charge for the one behind it. They no, they, they can't. They can, because it's true line of sight, and they're bigger, and so they can oh, probably the see bigger the model. base. That's right. They can okay. probably see the model because they're taller, so they can probably see the model behind there. Um, oh, there you go. Yep, so... Uh, but if you have the model, like I would put a model an inch or so, inch and a half in front of the model I don't want charged, and then they just straight up can't put the model there, so they can't charge that guy. Um, and then the other thing with the Azalecart, uh, my thing is to ignore it. <laughs> Easier said than done. I've thrown followers at him before. I'm like, sacrifice yourself. Yeah. And, like, ah, and then they're like, ah. Uh, followers or only allow him to charge blade dancers or other people with elusive. Um, you know, it's, well, he'll generally get one charge yeah, off the in charge. a game. <laughs> so like get, have him charge the, the follower, you know, get, get that in, up there. And then, uh, if you can, and then uh, try to not fight him or do it. Uh, some other people do and so mob them with Coronans. Yeah, that works too. But I, I was gonna say summons too. If you have any kind of summoning, that's what I'll typically do. I'll be like, "Here's a zombie. Go fight an Alakazar." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and the zombie's like, "Oh, don't care about fear summon." Then it dies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, you can do that. Um, also, realistically, um, on any charge turn that he's not charging, he is only rolling a d12 to hit, right? And so he like he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he has Bone Crusher, and he's really scary, but it's still a D12 to hit. And we deal with that all the time with, um, you know, regular here leaders. And so, like, any of your leaders could potentially take him down. Just don't let him charge your leader, because that, that'll be real scary. But if it's, yeah. uh, unless your leader is a dismount. I'm up with a uh, Sword of Vidnar, the High Quester, Armor 7, you know, <laughs> in there just tanking it out and with a... Uh, with enough armor, it's usually not too bad either. I don't know, man. There. D10 plus one. And you're relying on parries, so you're minus it's one to your parry attempts. Bad. I don't think that's a good matchup. Well, specifically for the high quester, he's armor seven, so that's why he did okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyway, any of your leaders can get in there and kind of go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the guy. But you just kind of want to either tie him up, or, and that's what I mean by ignore him, is like, don't try and kill him. Just try to mitigate him. Also, he's not doesn't have much movement stuff, and he's he's fairly fast. But walls and terrain effects can be your friend here. <laughs> I don't know because. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, throwing a wall or putting you know, ice tokens down or something in front of or icy terrain, it's it's not a bad play for him, you know, because if he's out of the fight, then they're kind of sad because that's a lot of their points that's just missing out. Yeah, so it's all, it's just mitigation, you know. Um, I know we usually do these things where we help, all right, this is some options to play, blah, blah, blah. Uh, demons are are actually very good. Um, yeah, and I feel like with the Alakazar, when you play against him as a player for the first time, you're very intimidated, and you just feel like the game is broken. Because <laughs> you're just, this is the highest point cost model you've ever seen. 
the most abilities. It's just, and he's a melee beast, and you do two wounds to him, and you're like, he's not dead. And or like or worse, you do a wound to him, and then he spikes his endurance test and gets a fate stone. Yeah. Just, that's that's so, what happens to me every you know, time, man. This will help you as a demon player, too, as you're listening. You know, it's like, what are, what are they looking out for? They're going to try to block my charge lane, so maybe I'll send my Ventrex in first, or uh, Microgate uh, Scrot, which is a big tactic with him. We should maybe mention that a little bit. Uh, Microgating Scrots can be a huge tactic for you. You know, if you see them coming in with a follower that's going to block you, you're like, bloop, there's a Scrot. Be yep. gone. Or, you know, their leader's coming in, you're like, oh, hey, they're trying to bait me in there. Here's a Scrot instead. I'm going to kill your hero over here. Yep. Yeah, Scrots are great to um, just kind of screw with your opponent and, and make sure that they can't do what they want to do. So if you see them about getting ready to pile on your Zalikar, you can poop out a little Scrot and microgate, sorry, a little scrot in and have him go over there. And... Time Jeff says that. <laughs> well, that's yeah. fine. And it, reminds me, it reminds me of uh, Nur Nurglings used to come in off of Papa Nurgle, and we oh, had gosh. a we had a guy, and the the great unclean one was there, and every time he moved, the guy <laughs> love this guy. His name's Ron. Oh my gosh, he was so much fun to play against. But every time he would move the great unclean, we go blah 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 blah. <laughs> that's, that's the sound it made every time that thing moved. It's a big turd monster. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then he'd poop out little uh, nerglings off of it. So that's that's where I get all that from. Sorry. Nice. All right. Well, um, with that, I think that kind of wraps it up. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and um, we are going to be doing some more faction highlights. Also. Um, we are going to be doing a giveaway for some uh, stuff from Gadzooks Gaming. Uh, check them out if you haven't. If you need general gaming supplies, they are great. If you mention the podcast sent you, they'll send you an extra little special gift there. And um, again, you know, be on the lookout for that on our page. We hope you enjoy these episodes and that they're helpful to you. If you want to see anything specific, let us know. So, and Gadzooks has some great terrain. I was looking, I was tooling around there. They have some great terrain. And uh, we already did a review on their brushes, but, like, I've used them more since. And they're good brushes, especially for the cost. Those are great brushes for the cost. So, yeah, they're great entry brush. Yep, so keep that in mind if you're looking for some cheap sable hairs to give a shot. Uh, those, those ones. They're out of their, like, pack, but you can buy individual brushes and buy all of the ones in the pack as individual brushes. So you can still do do that. Um, yeah, and a lot of the if you're just starting out, a lot of the pack you don't need. It's great though, just to have it all. But you can get away with getting a, you know, yeah. like a one or two, and then one of the smaller ones for detail. And then they they tell you what each one does, and then maybe like a dry brush. I think you'd be good to start there with those three. So, so we'll probably be doing that in the next couple in the next week or two because we are coming up on our one year anniversary. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we will be giving information on that. Um, a lot of it usually is going to our page and just uh, we're you know we as we build more of a community, we just get more likes so that we can spread it out to people and uh, you know let them uh, look learn more about the games that we love, uh, free blades and otherwise, and um, just uh, hopefully you can enjoy the hobby and enjoy the podcast. So absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, check out, you know, DGS Games, World Anvil, uh, the world of Phalon, that's really cool, and then uh, 
you know, Gadzooks Gaming as well. And we hope to catch you next time, I guess. Furthermore, no, yep, all right. Gotcha. It's not furthermore, it's with that. <laughs> <That's>... All right. <laughs> all right.